Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right. Hope you guys are having a great Monday. So glad that you're with us. Sandy Max is here. So is Greg Matzik and Debbie Lazaga. Cameras are fired up, so we live stream the show. You can always watch the show, our YouTube channel, or do what I do. Check it out at WTMJ.com. There's a watch live button, so you can do it there. Uh, you can see Sandy's hair is wavy today. <laughs> yes. It looks nice. Jesse in our office called it mermaid hair. So <laughs> That's cute. A little wild. All right, let's do this. Our favorite thing of the week. Our favorite thing of the week. No, who had no, a good weekend? A good let's week. do that instead. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> It's who Friday. Had Favorite thing of the weekend. I'm already to Friday. All right, who had a good weekend? <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, Lila Sherry had a good weekend. Hello. You know who that is? Who Lila Sherry is? She is the 21-year-old Madison woman who's the new Miss Wisconsin. From a field of 25 candidates representing their communities, she is the new Miss Wisconsin, receives over $12,000 in scholarships, and she won the talent competition, performing a classical piano solo. Congratulations. Nice job. She will replace uh, Grace Stanky, who was the Miss Wisconsin, who became Miss America. So our new Miss Wisconsin had a great weekend. Our new Miss Wisconsin was so surprised when she got crowned. Yeah. She was doubled over with glee and excitement and it was disbelief. Cool. Yeah. She was enthusiastic. Yeah. Uh, who had a good weekend, Sandy? Me. Did I have a good weekend? Yes, I did. I did because of <laughs> Summerfest. You know how much I love music. You know how much I feel it is important that music connects people and brings people together. And Saturday at Summerfest just checked all of those boxes, lived up to everything that I wanted it to be. That was the night I was looking forward to. I got to hang out with one of my dearest college pals. Uh, I got to see some of Elvis Costello. I got to see my very favorite band of Summerfest and my friends Low Straight Jackets with Nick Lowe. Got to visit with some of the guys in the band beforehand nice. and reconnect. They're coming back in August. Mark your calendar for August 23rd at Shank Hall. And I got to make it down to also see Lyle Lovett and his large band, which I really wanted to see. Spectacular show. And Lyle Lovett enjoyed chatting with me and Greg Matzik so much that he gave us a shout-out from the stage. Oh, wow. Yes, which was a surprise. And wow. he was very kind and spent time with me afterwards. So that radio interview we did led very to an nice. in-person conversation. And he is one of the most decent, kind humans on the planet. And awesome. Yeah. So that, that was a joy. Who had a good weekend, Greg? I can go sentimental or I can go more sportsy. Go sentimental. sentimental. Parents, Show us your soft side. I, I think my parents <gasps> had a great weekend. Yay! Uh, so my my parents turned 80 this summer, and to get our family and my brother's family and my parents all together, and what, it's just not easy to triangulate that whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were able to do that and spend a weekend at Blue Harbor Resort in Sheboygan. I had tweeted out a picture on my uh, Twitter feed saying, where am I? And it showed this beautiful landscape of the beach and the sand dunes and whatnot. It's just gorgeous. Uh, and yes, that's Sheboygan. That's on my Twitter feed. But we spent, you know, the last couple of days together over the weekend having dinners. We went into Kohler and did a little putting thing at Black Wolf Run. We had dinners together, but from then we played games. And from 6 to 79, everybody did everything together. And That's awesome. everyone had a lot of fun. But I know how much it meant to our parents to, to have a weekend like that with their boys and their boys' families. And it was a marvelous time. They had a wonderful weekend, and we all did, too. That's fantastic. The picture, by the way, looked like Hilton Head. I, we had a couple of responses that said, where am I? And a couple of people said Hilton Head. Yeah, that was beautiful. Amazing. All right, Adam, who had a good weekend? 
My garden had a fantastic weekend, John, and I'm sure most gardens around the entire area also had a great weekend. I have been fighting two wars this year, one with squirrels. I have given up that fight. They're just going to take what they want, apparently. And the other fight's been with this dry weather we've been having. So these last couple of days of a little bit of rain, you want always a little more, but it's been fantastic. I'm hoping the snow peas will be arriving soon. Ooh, I hope so, too. Mm-hmm. It is 414 at WTMJ. This guy always has a good weekend. Brewers broadcaster Lane Grindle with us live up next. Now batting for the Brewers Radio Network, play-by-play announcer Lane Grindle. High fly ball, deep right field. Rowdy Tellez has done it again. On Wisconsin's Afternoon News. From the Big Apple, Lane, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's everybody doing today? Good. So have you been to the top of the rock or on one of those little boats around the Statue of Liberty? Yeah. Years ago I did that, yeah. <laughs> Not today, though. <laughs> on these so, trips, yeah, will I've you get out? Boat, so technically I've been on a boat around the Statue of Liberty. Uh, on these trips, will you, will you sightsee at all? Will you go to a favorite restaurant? Kind of what does New York do for you? Um, I, it, it kind of depends, to be honest with you. Um, I will just do a lot of walking in this city typically and 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 go for a run in central park i did not do that today because it was raining so i made the executive decision to not do that today i walked around a little bit times square walked around rockefeller a little bit and uh, checked all those sites and sounds out that i have a bunch of times before but um i don't do a ton of 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 stuff because i every game we have here is a night game so that kind of takes some of those things off the table um and i leave for the ballpark you know mid-afternoon so you got to get up and get it done in the morning if you're going to do that well if you didn't do that today what time did the pajamas actually come off today what time did you actually get dressed <laughs> pretty early so uh, pretty early i got up and i was i went and i love going to st pat's and so i got up that's one of the first things i do almost every time i come to new york is i go to st pat's cathedral and i got up and i was over there by about eight o'clock and um so that was the first thing i did and then I walked around a little bit after that and uh, came back to the room, relaxed for a, maybe an hour or so, checked in with my family, and then went back out and just kind of walked around. No pictures with a janky Elmo? I know this kind of boring. I know this is kind of boring. <laughs> like, you were hoping for a lot more out of my day, and I apologize for I that. just want you to tweet a picture of you with a knockoff Elmo in Times Square. Or a Mario Brother. Or the oh, Naked Cowboy. They, um, okay, so... Let's dive into that for a second. Um, I did see some that. So the naked cowboy, I did not see today. Yet there was. Uh, That's good. There was. Um, there was a female version that was there today. Really? Huh? A naked yeah. cowgirl? That was new. Yes. Oh. oh wow. That was new. I'd never. I'd never hmm. encountered that before. Equal um, rights. And then the Elmos. There was probably ten Elmos <laughs> and probably ten Mickey or Minnie Mouses walking around. Um, saw Spider-Man. Didn't look much like Spider-Man other than the costume. Um, Spider-Man. <laughs> you weren't impressed. Grown a little bit. Yeah. So, so give us a, give us a peek behind the curtain. When you're on the road, do you get a per diem? Do you have favorite restaurants you like to check out in the different cities? How how does that all work? Yeah, you, you do, but um, you don't get a lot of opportunities to check out restaurants on the. We play yeah. night games most yeah. of the time. You know, so it's that makes it tough. Um, I went to Ray's Pizza for lunch. It's kind of a staple, and I, to be honest, I struck out on a slice of pizza in Detroit, uh, in Cleveland rather, 
And I was so, I mean, it's hard to strike out on a piece of pizza. And I was so disappointed in that. I knew Ray's would would just deliver what I needed in a piece of pizza today. So that was like, we're not going to mess around. We're going to go straight. You know, we're going to throw a fastball here. We're going to go to Ray's Pizza. And we're going to be satisfied with our slice of pizza. So that's what I, that was like the big thing to check off the list today. Wait, are you saying that you had a terrible piece of pizza or you didn't get a piece of pizza that you were hoping to have? It was a lackluster slice of pizza that I had in Cleveland. Wow, I was that's disappointed tough. in it. Yeah. And I've had good pizza in Cleveland. It's nothing on Cleveland. I just make I just I took a chance on a spot I'd never been before and I was disappointed. So I didn't want to get fancy today. I wanted to go for something that I knew would deliver and, and raised it. Well, this is a long road trip, Lane. We were talking today. Is Lane a coffee drinker? I said, I don't really know. I don't know if Lane dives into the coffee. He likes to get up. He likes to move around a little bit. Uh, but I, I, I don't know if you're a coffee guy or not. I'm a big coffee guy. I yeah. love it. Uh, yep. Blue Bottle is one of the spots in New York that is right around the corner from where we stay. They've got a bunch of different locations, but that's... A good cup of coffee, I think, in in New York. I've got places all over uh, Major League Baseball where I like my cup of coffee. Um, you know, Phil's in San Francisco is a is a staple. Second cup coffee was great in Toronto. That was a new find this year. Uh, and then I make a little. I don't have like a a notes program in my phone where I keep tabs on it, but my mind remembers these places, and I I usually go back if I get a good cup. I'm going back when next time I'm in town. That's loyalty. For sure. <laughs> Brewers broadcaster Lane Grindle is with us. Lane, what do you like about what this Brewers team is doing right now? Well, I think the the fact that they have kept themselves above water with all the injuries is has been a key. And they're, they're starting to get healthier. They've had Wade Miley back for a couple of starts now. That's a big deal. And I like the way Christian Yelich is playing. I, I think it, it, over the course of this season, if he continues to play the way he has, uh, for the first half of this year, that, that spells really good things for this team. If you start diving into Christian's numbers, he's playing at an all-star level this year. It, it's not maybe the 18 and 19 eye-popping numbers that you saw when he won the MVP and probably was on his way to winning it uh, at the end of the 19 season before he got injured. It's not quite to that level. The power numbers aren't the same, but a lot of extra base hits. He's getting on base a ton. He's going to have a big year on the base paths, and he's playing the best defense of his life. So I just think that that spells good things for this team. Eventually you figure that Willie Adamas is going to start stacking up some big games like his game Friday night. Eventually Rowdy Telez is going to start uh, producing some of that power at a little bit more consistent clip. And so they've hung in there through all of these things, and I think their best baseball is in front of them, and they're a half game out of first place. So I like where they're at. I think there's better baseball on the horizon, and we'll see what they do in a month to add to this team, too. And there's some guys in the minors that could help this team before it's all over. Sal Freelich could definitely help this team before the season's complete. Hey, Lane, you mentioned rain. Any worry for tonight's game? Uh, it's it's pretty cloudy, and I know there's been some rain in the forecast over the course of the night tonight. Right now it's dry, and the Brewers are taking batting practice on the field. And I'm just pulling up. Uh, this is possible light rain in the next hour. There's uh, about a 40% chance uh, till about 8 o'clock. Then it starts to drop down a little bit. So I think we'll have, get this, Greg. I think we'll have a window. There's a window. Meteorologist <laughs> Lane Grindle joining Nobody's us. Nobody's ever said that about a baseball game before. I'm the first one. Yeah, well, the, the window's typically shut in Pittsburgh, and we know that's the final step of the of <laughs> yeah. the road trip. 
Yeah, there's no, there aren't windows in Pittsburgh. Uh, no. Nope. Brewers broadcaster Lane Grindle, always good to catch up. It's a lot of fun when you're on the road, Lane. Thanks so much for being with us. You bet. Happy to be with you. It is 426 at WTMJ. Up next, the latest on that Russian rebellion and the uh, state of our city speech is going on right now. And we're going to open up the phone lines. I know we complain a lot about the city. What are your favorite parts about Milwaukee? We'll take your phone calls coming up in the next half hour. 855-616-1620. Send your text. What do you love about the city of Milwaukee? Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Well, I'm going to bring you up to speed on what happened in Russia and whether or not the U.S. and allies were involved. ABC's Andy Field is with us this afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Andy. Let's start with the second question first. Were the U.S. or its allies involved in the rebellion in Russia? Well, if you ask the president, the State Department, and the Defense Department here in Washington, the answer is no, that they had absolutely nothing to do with this. This was an internal Russian problem, an event. No one's calling it a coup or a mutiny. They're just calling it uh, an occurrence, an event. Even even uh, Vladimir Putin said that in his speech today. Uh, it, it, there are just there's so many holes in this puzzle that there's you know there's something missing here. First of all, uh, Prigozhin, he's the leader of this Wagner group, which is basically a group of mercenary fighters that have been doing most of the dirty work for Russia, being paid handsomely for it, uh, inside Ukraine. Now, this guy, Prigozhin, who's the leader of the group, uh, has a beef with the main Russian military. That's what he said. He wasn't leading a coup. He was protesting the treatment from Russian uh, main military soldiers, and even claiming at one point that the Russian military ended up killing some of his uh, mercenaries that are supposed to be working for Russia. So there's bizarre occurrence number one. Number two, no one seems to be getting punished for this. Uh, Vladimir Putin got on TV saying that there was just a small group of people uh, with this uh, this armed rebellion or whatever you want to call it. Uh, They decided to stop short of getting into Moscow. And then apparently, according to our U.S. military, they're all back in their regular positions and their garrisons, either in Russia or uh, in places in Ukraine. Uh, as to where their leader is, that's still a bit of a mystery. But no one seems to uh, be targeted for punishment in this. So this is a very bizarre situation. Uh, and whether this is a giant head fake by the military to to tell everyone, hey, look over here while we do something else, or if there's a serious problem that Putin faces here, it may not be clear for a little while. Yeah, Andy, I was wondering, yeah, does this signal that Putin wants to stay in good with, I'll get his name wrong, Progozin, because he needs that mercenary support? Well, he definitely needs the mercenary support. In fact, uh, Progozin has complained mightily that uh, if the Russian forces had followed their lead on the first day of the attack on Ukraine, they said that they went very deep into Ukraine on that first attack. And that if the Russian forces had either been brave enough, smart enough, powerful enough, whatever it is you want to say, and followed their lead, that this whole war would have been over in a day. So he seems to have a big beef with the Russian military. Uh, it's not clear how they're going to solve this here. But even Vladimir Putin today said that the folks who participated in this have three options. They can either re-sign up for a contract to keep fighting for Russia they can go back to their friends and family at home and uh, all will be forgotten or they can go to Belarus 
So none of those three options include going to a prison in Russia. Andy, at the very least, it seems like there's a lot of chaos surrounding the decision to invade Ukraine right inside of Russia. Well, it's certainly not very popular in that country. That's number one. Number two, uh, we know that there were people either fleeing the country or people who were being conscripted to go fight in this war that said, I'd rather just get out of, out of the country because they're just sending us to be cannon fodder there. Uh, so Vladimir Putin, even though he puts on a good face in these broadcasts that he's putting out to the nation, uh, is increasingly unpopular in his own country because the sanctions have really ex- exacted a toll on that nation. Uh, even the oligarchs uh, who have all this money and have been backing Putin with their money are giving this second thought now a year and a few months into this war saying, what are we doing here? Well, all we're doing is losing money. We've had our ships and everything else confiscated, our funds frozen overseas. So uh, this may point to a much bigger problem for Vladimir Putin, but at the moment, he still seems to be in charge. ABC's Andy Field. Thank you, Andy. Thanks. 444 at WTMJ. So the state of the city is going on right now. Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson is at the BMO Pavilion down on the Summerfest grounds giving his speech. I want to open up the phone lines on this. We spent a lot of time talking about what's wrong in Milwaukee. And during the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about what's going on with the fights at these festivals. But right now for this next segment, let's flip the table. You live here. You work here. There's something that you obviously really like about being here. Let's just open up the old National Bank talk and text line. Call us, text us. What are your favorite things about Milwaukee? What do you love about Milwaukee? 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Let's run through this. What do you love about Milwaukee? Your calls and texts up next. So Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson is right now giving his State of the City address. He's down at the BMO Pavilion giving his address, talking through in large part why we need to pass the sales tax and why that's important to avoid the city from going over a financial cliff. He's also talking about things his administration would like to do and things that are great about our city. You know how these state of the city and state of the state and state of the nation addresses goes. Well, this is a typical one. Led us to want to open up the phone lines and ask you, the state of our city, and in particular, what you like about it, what makes our place special. We know there are problems. We know there's things we can do better and can improve on. What do you like about our city? What is it that makes our city a special place? I like that for a city our size, we have everything. I think in a lot of ways we outperform when it comes to culture and restaurant quality. We don't have what they have in Chicago, but we do have more than other cities our size have. And I think it's a great quality of life. I think we have a lot to offer, whether you're downtown near where we are, whether you're in a restaurant along the lakefront, or you're at our beautiful art museum. I think there's a lot to be proud of. And I love that about our city. And when I talk about our city, that's one of the first things I tell people. I like that it is very accessible. I've lived in Chicago a couple times, and there is an electricity to a very big city like that. We have pretty much everything here in a much more manageable form. Like you said, the culture, uh, it's just much more manageable. We have just as much ethnic richness we have the cuisine. Uh, it is more affordable. It is easy to get around. I can pretty much be anywhere I need to be in 25 minutes or darn near close. 
try that in Chicago. And it's not just a comparison thing. It's a friendliness. The people here are nice. Uh, but, but yeah, we, we have a very special, warm vibe in Milwaukee. I'm with you on the restaurant scene. I think it is such an incredible part of the fabric of our community. We have some really good restaurants that have closed, unfortunately. But it seems like every one that closes, there are two more that pop up. Right, if you want just purely breakfast, if you want brunch, if you're a steak lover, if you're if you love Thai cuisine, Indian food, like there's a lot of that. I think in a small area, um, in downtown Milwaukee specifically, but also the the ease with which Sandy approaches life. I find that myself living in the suburbs, I work a full day downtown and and grab my kids at the splash pad before dark out in Menominee Falls. Like there's there's an ease in getting around. We complain about traffic, but it's really not that bad. Overall, no. I mean, I'm home in Menominee Falls in less than 20 minutes. It's really remarkable, and you're right, easy. And we have major league sports teams here, which is the envy of many other cities. Even if you don't yeah. love the major league sports teams, they are an attraction. They're something to be proud of. They give Milwaukee a spot on the worldwide map. Let's take some calls here. What do you love about uh, Milwaukee and the Milwaukee area? Let's go to. Is it Siri in Brookfield? Oh, yes. Hi. Yeah, I'm um, calling from Brookfield. My name is Sri, and I, I, what I like best about Milwaukee is uh, METC. I, um, I graduated from two uh, programs at METC, and one of them was downtown campus. And I think, you know, it's uh, for how much they charge for a semester, it's just fantastic value. And the uh, instructors are amazing there. You know, the equipment is modern and uh, all industrial stuff. And uh, I think a lot of cities, they really don't have, um, I've lived elsewhere in the U.S., and a lot of cities don't have an um, institution like MATC, you know, giving the quality of education for that value. And I think part of that reason might be because Milwaukee, you know, this whole Wisconsin area has a lot of uh, manufacturing here. Yeah. But I, you know, I guess, and, and if, you, if, if you're going to, a, you know, I'm in UWM right now, and I took uh, a couple of courses at MATC that transferred over to UW, you know, it was cheaper to take at MATC. So, you know, even if you're going to a four-year college, uh, you get a lot of value from just going to MATC. Yep, you do. Hey, thank you very much for the phone call. Uh, Craig is in New Berlin. Craig, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, you, you stole my thunder because, uh, you know, if they ever get all of these roads fixed before this, it was wonderful to go to work easy there's no rush hour i've been to new york i've been to chicago la you come here and it's like a breeze i mean you, you'll sit in the car for three hours in any of those places you come to milwaukee and the longest commute is like 40 minutes yeah you're right we get ticked it's, off like oh wonderful. my god it took me 30 minutes <laughs> yeah hey you're right craig I hey mean, thanks for the I phone mean, call people, when they come into town they say they can't believe it they just can't believe it. <laughs> Thank you very much for the phone call. Helen is in Bayview. Helen, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Hi, thanks. I am love Milwaukee because of the parks. Um, there are playgrounds just around every single corner, and then we have the major big parks that have so much to offer. It doesn't even feel like you're in the city because you're in this beautiful woody area and with lots of things for kids to do and for adults for walking and bicycle paths. There's just everything at our parks. Thank you very much for the phone call. You're right about that. Uh, a couple of texts here. I love the Brewers. 
We always get that, talking about the sports teams when we have these discussions. From the 414, I love having access to excellent health care for my kids when I need it and all the perks of a big city without the major traffic issues of the massive cities. From the 414, Milwaukee has great Midwestern values and truly care about each other, and we're also fortunate to have the Brewers and the Bucks, which the city really embraces. Uh, Chris is in Greenfield. Chris, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, love our city. Uh, actually, just had some friends in last week from uh, Cleveland last Wednesday, and they're like, hey, we want to come see the town. We've never been here. So took them over to Pauly's Pub. They did the uh, the Wednesday shows at State Fair. A bunch of people came over, saw a free concert. They're like, this is a Wednesday? This is amazing. Thank you for the phone call. You're right, and it's good perspective when someone comes in from out of town. Because I think sometimes we're so close to it, it's easy to complain about the things we don't like. But we have a great city, and this time of year, it just shines pretty. It's nice for sure.